0: How hard did you push it? Till I black out? Yes. Numerous times, yes. All right, here we go. What's happening, municipals This is Kristen Aston. What's going on this week,
1: Aston? Not much, man. Ah, see? I said not much, man, but that's just that put this point, that's just what we do. So it was definitely definitely different week. It's your it's um, your
0: catchphrase coming into this
1: yeah snowflake um gotta get that snowflake tattoo i'm kind of not joking i think like right here my, like right by my collarbone i think like a little scatter behind tattoo.
0: the ear would be real adorable. See,
1: you said that when you hung out on friday i mean I, I i want a lot of stuff to be tattooed i'm not putting a snowflake behind my ear granted at this point I, I look like you know you
0: should you should put it on your lip and just let your
1: mustache grow back over it that's true i i could write my name across my upper lip at this point and you couldn't see it Yeah yeah, so it's weird. I saw you two days this week. Golf was not involved. Uh, we saw no. each other. Uh, it's rare. Our better halves got to meet each other. Got to eat some little French food. Um, it, was, it was really a really kind of lovely way to kind of press pause on golf and get to hang out with you and your better half.
0: Yeah, we took a little staycation in the city, stayed at Hotel Emblem, which if you're ever in the city, that was a sick hotel. Not uh, a sponsor. Kinda, not, not an ad. Not he, an ad. He, he just liked no. it. I just really dug it. It, it was great. And I, I pulled a, a Chris for sure. And I booked our hotel room on the wrong day. Yep. Um, so luckily they were nice enough to uh, accommodate us and get us the same room for the same price, which was very, very nice of them. It was a sweet couple that was running the hotel together. It was, they're pretty awesome. Um, but it's like kind of a rock and roll library vibe. I don't know if that's really a, a thing that co- cohesively comes together, but it worked really well. Rock like you walk in and library. it's like books all over the place, and there's little cutouts for people to like stand and like Instagram
1: themselves mm-hmm. up. Um, thinking like Charles Dickens,
0: and then you go upstairs and like in the rooms, it's got like quotes from uh, you know, rock stars and stuff. I don't know, it was cool, cool, definitely reminded me of Portland. Um, but. So it was, yeah, it was a fun time. Staycation in the city, hung out with uh you and Liz, which was absolutely a blast, and got some Masters in on Saturday. So I don't think my my girl was too stoked on it with that rain delay uh or the weather delay because she Not hit, great. elongated the amount of time that she had to sit through an entire round of golf, which never happens.
1: But they, uh, she's usually they curled up reading hunting. a book. But That's, babe, with soft conditions, Hideki's hitting it to We're 60.
0: trying to explain this, but no go. She just started having uh, gene conversations with Liz, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but all worked out. As great as it was, this is not a podcast about us, is it, Chris?
0: It is not. This is a podcast about our guest, Marcus. Um, He is a longtime uh, visitor of Bandon Dunes, one of our great friends from the RGC group uh, in San Francisco that we're members of, and me and Ashton both would call him a very close friend, he is
2: just an incredible guy, Marcus what's happening buddy. What's up? Well, first, my first question is, I guess I wasn't on that invite, but that's cool. It's all right. I only live a half hour away, but that's cool. No, no, no big deal. I, I'll look out for it for next time. But no, seriously, you <laughs> for having me on. It's good to be on here. I've been listening to you guys. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just good to be here. Thanks. Oh, man.
0: It's a pleasure. Yeah, uh, we didn't extend the invite to anybody in the RBC. <laughs> this, was, this was a private municipals minus Jack situation. So <laughs> we couldn't even have a Jack third wheeler going on situation going on. I mean, he would be asking our girls if they have they have friends. So that's his, that's his go-to. So yeah. I don't know if we
2: could, we could handle that
0: for the, for the couple.
2: Well, maybe I should take Jack out. I'm a really good wingman. So I'll, I'll go out when, you know, COVID's over and stuff and I'll, and I'll find him somebody. So Yeah. But then Jack's going to be calling you dad while you're at the bar. And it's just going <laughs> to be a very
0: awkward situation. And if So nobody that's really funny. knows the situation between Marcus and Jack, but. They, I'm not they, his dad. No, not, way, not his, not dad. his dad, not his dad. Uh, but it, there's a there's a long running joke between between the whole group of Jack calling Marcus dad. So and it
2: just infuriates Marcus. I could be his dad age wise because I think I'm 30 years older than him, or 20 years older than him. But. You would never know by the amount of money that Mark or that
0: Marcus takes from us on the golf course. I mean, <laughs> he definitely destroys all of us that are much a uh, oh, little God. bit younger than him. <laughs> That's oh, nice. man. All right. Well, so we really wanted to get you on the pod this week because you just came back from your annual trip out to Bandon. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you have kind of told us a little bit about this trip and how long it's been going on and, you know, the group of friends that you've you've encountered uh, or you've gone on this endeavor with. And, you know, it's perfect for kind of what we do uh, you know, on municipals and the people that we want to talk to and and really hear the stories that involve it. Because I mean, if anybody knows, Bandon Dunes is the mecca of public golf. I mean, it's considered a resort, but to be honest, it's it's probably some of the best public golf. And I mean, you can speak on it. The best, you know, you know, outside of Ireland and Scotland, it's it's the best links, you know, golf you're possibly gonna need. You know, yeah,
2: yeah. It's funny you say resort, Chris, because every time uh, I tell people where I get where I went on vacation, I tell them I went to this place in Oregon, and it's the resort. And I, but I don't really view Bandon as a resort. Um, I view it as a destination. As I, 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 I'm, I it's just gonna be weird, but I say it's the golf mecca. Um, I've had the fortune to play in Scotland, and you know, play you know, Turnberry and Muirfield and St Andrews and. Press week and all that, and uh, granted, fabulous, amazing municipal goals, by the yeah. way. <laughs> but uh, but uh, going to Bandon every year for the last, well, not every year, but almost every year for the last uh, over twenty years uh, has just been amazing. So um, it's a special place. And, uh, I keep on, I'm going to keep bugging my wife and she's in the end of the room, but that I'm going to retire there one day. So, but <laughs> we'll see if that ever. Obviously. comes.
1: Marcus, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, like kind of the origin, like, do you kind of remember, like, what was the first time you heard about band or like, how, how did it originate for you that? Like you even remember that first thing? Yeah. Like, like, what is that Yeah. Was? Thanks
2: for asking Ash so I was working at the Presidio golf course, um, because I'm a teacher by trade, I, but. I got so into golf that I just started working at golf courses because I wanted to play free golf. So I started working at Presidio and a couple of buddies in 19, see, this is the thing I'm not positive about. So then 1999 or 2000 that uh, we heard about Bandon and we said, let's take a Portland trip and then we'll drive down to Bandon and play Bandon. And, uh, and that's what we did. So we went to Portland, played a bunch of courses there, drove down to Bandon and, uh, this was when Bandon was just opening. So the driving range, if anybody knows Bandon was to the left of number nine at Bandon. Now they have this huge practice facility, but it was totally different. Um, and there was nowhere to stay there. So we stayed at the Bandon Inn, which is in, in town. Uh, the only place you could stay was the, lo- the Lodge, but it was really hard to get a room there. So that's the origin. And we just, that's one of the couple of buddies. I was like you know what is this place and went there and i fell in love so that was in it was either 99 or 2000 i would have to call some friends and find out what exact date was. but it was it was one of those days one of those days. And at
1: that time was it just was it just the original was it the og or are there other courses yet
2: no it was it was just the og it was just Bandon. bandon had just opened so i i, I want to say it was 99 because that's when bandon opened uh, but yeah there was nothing else there so it was really a destination like if you were going to go to bandon you know, we drove four hours from Portland, uh, and uh, and uh, it was it was it was worth the drive for sure.
1: Interesting. I, I I don't know if you can remember back specifically, but I'm also curious. Like, what, was it a place yet where they're like the tea times? I know they, I don't they don't stack tea times at Bandit. Like, was it like wow, there's a lot of people here? Is it like we kind of have the golf course to ourselves?
2: It, it that's a great question. Uh, I would say that it was kind of uh, a middle of that. I mean, it was people were there. I mean, back then when we, I mean, this was, I mean, 20 something years ago, uh, it was a hundred bucks. I remember, but I think we got comped because we all worked at the golf course and then I was a PGA apprentice at that time. So I think I got comped. Um, but it was super chill. People were. What I loved, even back then, the customer service and the experience of the golf was was as exactly how it is now. You go up there, they know you. They they welcome you. They they you know. They're just. It's all about the golf. It's all about the customer service. Um, and it was it was like that from day one.
1: Yeah. And I think that, that that I think that's something that always really stood out to me because I've mentioned before, you know, growing up, we were my dad we remember at a place called Capascola, which was a core crenshaw at Lake Oconee outside of Atlanta. And I remember not knowing what he meant at the time, but when I was a kid, I mean I told the story where it's like it's literally built into a pine tree forest. And I I remember as a kid my dad being like, We were out there and him like, This place is just about the golf. And I didn't know what that meant, but it's just so obvious to your point where it's like, yeah, if you don't like golf, I mean, there's actually no reason to be here. Right. I mean, if guys in Bandon's case, you're getting beautiful views of the ocean, but I think I, we all kind of love those places where again, it's like, yeah, I mean like the steak salad tastes good, but like, that's not why I'm here. It's not like, unless you're a big Randy from no Up, you got to get the, what is it? The Chinese uh, Caesar salad, which now no longer exists. Um, but it's really about golf. So that that's, that's awesome.
2: I would say that uh, where uh, Randy was talking about, Bend and Trails, they do have the best food because they have a chef from, I think he's from Hawaii. And so he, wow. cookie, he has a poke bowl and he has all these different dishes, adobe chicken and all those different things. So it, it, it's uh, it's really, really good. So speaking of food, what would you say best
0: course or best restaurant on any course? And what is your favorite meal to have every time you go to Abandoned?
2: Okay, so I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna back it up a little bit, and the way we set up our trip is that we we bookend it with two travel days, and when we go up, like this year on the Sunday we went up, we drive up. This year we drove because of COVID, we didn't want to fly, so we drove up. But the first thing we do is we go into the town of bandon and we eat at Tony's Crab Shack, which is right on the water, right on the pier and we just go to town on you know, lobster rolls, crab sandwiches, oysters, anything you want. Um, that's kind of like our way to uh, start the trip. So we do that. Um, so that's not in Bandon. That's the only meal we have outside of Bandon, uh, the resort. Um, but at the resort, again, I'm gonna say the trails, you get the best food. Uh, for some, And Trails has one of the smallest uh, clubhouses too. They have two of the best things, best food and I would say the best pro shop. Um, and Bandon Trails is, is, uh, is it, it, it's neighbors with uh, Bandon Preserve. So there's, so the pro shop is both for the Trails course and preserve. So you got two extra things, you know, and, and each pro shop is unique because uh, they all have their own gear. And the um, Trails is the only one that has Link Soul, which is cool, um, but uh, they have different things. So so did I answer your question, Chris? So yeah, best food, yeah. Did you, what was the other question? I'm sorry. Yeah, so <laughs> your, favorite, your favorite meal at the resort. Yeah, so that's abandoned trails, eating there, and if it's a nice day, um, eating out on the porch, you're overlooking the 18th um, on abandoned trails, and you're overlooking uh, uh, the putting green, and, and you can see number one on the preserve, um, and you can see actually abandoned dunes from there too. It's pretty epic. That's that's an incredible spot.
1: Well, In the next thing. Option, I, I was I was hoping this wasn't even gonna come up, and now we have to ask like, how's the hot dog, Marcus? Have you had it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well the which, thing which is, course has the best hot dog uh
1: you're not i gonna guarantee look, you marcus has not had a hot dog from each course i'm gonna go ahead and guess that's the case
2: <laughs> you're not gonna like my answer here because every course has such good food that i, I just don't get a hot dog i get like a, a reuben or i get like some special burger or i get something that's just amazing or a bowl of clam chowder or you know so sorry I don't blame I should have I should have tried a hot dog once I went up there and uh, just to compare and, and done the one snap, but I I, I didn't do it so uh, that 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 that'll be next time for sure. Marcus, you do know? you want me to go
1: on the record and say your your thoughts on ketchup on a hot dog, or you oh. can stay <laughs> out of this because I feel like you might get some blowback if you. you know, I don't know. You can share. You know what?
2: We need every I, guest take i i i i I, am i'm i'm an equal opportunity person so whatever you want on the hot dog just put it on and eat it so there you (laughs) that's I that's what i like to hear that's a very neutral answer
1: but yeah Yeah, i like to hear
2: i do appreciate a really good chili dog though so throw that chili dog with some onions and cheese and i'm down yeah if i'm sitting
0: there you double up the hot dog with the bun extra chili extra cheese onion on top ready to go
2: I do think we had the conversation on one of our um, uh, RGC chats that we uh, we talked about the burger at Olympic club. And I know yep. that's a private club, but that burger it's on a hot dog bun and it's ridiculous. It's uh, it's amazing. I, it's I,
0: it's I, worth trying to get onto Olympic club just for
2: that.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. That's amazing. Well, Marcus, I'm just curious, because again, I think what I'm so curious about, I've always been fascinated about, normally we're in the middle of like trying to play golf and you're talking about it—is it's also the origin. So you said when you started off, you were going back with just yeah. a couple of buddies, but I get the sense from social media, this trip has grown. So how has that evolved over time? How many people are going on this trip? And also too, what I'm also planning my hopefully first band trip with my dad next year, not a huge group, but like, how do you deal with the logistics for that many people?
2: Yeah. So we started with those couple of guys. It was it was it was a couple of guys from Presidio, um, and then um, I've gone up. Like when Bandon Trails opened, uh, a friend of mine, another Jack, who's a PGA, uh, he was the pro at Presidio. Uh, before they even opened Trails, we went up there and got to play the course before they even opened it. So that was super. And the, like the clubhouse was even ready. It was super cool. And then every year has been this kind of like. Um, a uh, new kind of beginning for us. And eventually we got to the point where um, a group of friends of mine, and, and I've known them now for probably 35 years, uh, we would take up a group of eight and it was a core group of people. And mainly it was myself and my friend, Tony. Um, and, uh, and, then, and then we would bring up a different group of eight and people would come in, come out because we can't make it every year. And logistically, We just learned through time that, and the thing is, so we base the trip around my spring break. So being in education, I get two weeks off every year. It's usually in March And and it worked out perfect because in March, two things happen. One, daylight savings times happen, so we get an extra hour so we can guarantee playing 36 every day if we want to. Second, the rates are still low because April 1st, the rates go up. So and at Bandin, I don't know if people know this, but you pay the first round and whatever it is. Like right now, I think the first round in, in March was 170 bucks. And then the second round is half of that. So 85. And then if you want to go full bore, the third round, free. Now I That's we've done incredible. that once because playing three rounds a at, and at the resort is just in, in brutal but uh, we have done it before where we had preserve as our last round so so that's what we base it around so we always go in March we plan it basically we take the trip in March and then in about a month we plan it for next March so the the, the trip is actually planned for next year already um, unfortunately I'm not going because my spring breaks in April so they're gonna oh. go in so I'm going to take it off, but my my plan is to we're already starting to organize a trip to Michigan, so we could go play the dunes. So the original Kaiser, yeah. um, and hopefully Crystal Downs and places like that. So uh, which we have, I
0: have a whole list uh, for Michigan <laughs> as well that yeah. I already have planned out for us as well. So yeah,
2: I, I want to go up to the loop. I want to uh, you yep. know do all that stuff. So uh, do the bluffs. Yeah, the bluffs. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so throughout the years, that's what we've done. And we've kept it to eight. And uh, right now we have probably a core group of about six or seven people. And then one or two kind of go back and forth. But um, it's there's
1: there's room for two municipals, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. (laughs)
2: I, I I get lots of calls from my some friends who I play golf with saying, you know, so when am I going to get invited? And sometimes we do, and, some, and one year one of my friends who I met in New York, uh, we took him and he went on our trip. His name's Neville, and um, and uh, and then he didn't go the next year, and then we didn't get an invite after that. And he was like, "What happened?" I go, "Well, you didn't go last year, so you know, can't get invited." <laughs> so no, but anyway, but no, Neville's always on there. But uh, but yeah, it's a core group. The great thing about the group is that we all appreciate the courses and how amazing they are. It's just not, it's because it's not resort golf. It's mm-hmm. playing the ball on the ground. Um, a friend of oh, one of our, my dear friends, Rick, he has about, he swings, he's a strong, fit guy. He does, he cycles, he does all the stuff, but he can't, he doesn't swing more than halfway. <laughs> have a half a swing. So he hits, his, his long drives are 220 yards and he barely hits it anywhere, but he hits it straight and he hits it low. So when he plays Bannon, it's perfect because he could play the ball on the ground. So his 220 becomes 270 and it's the best thing. And so Bannon is a place where you could have a 20 handicap. And one of our friends, Jesse is a pro down at Poppy Hills. He's, you know, a plus two, you know, and we all play together and it's, yeah. it's amazing. So we just play different tees and and it
1: all works out. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'm also curious too, with that dynamic of eight people, I think that sounds like a great number. How do you guys um, how do you guys rotate the pairings? Like I imagine you kind of want to play with everybody or do you guys have like, I mean, maybe you just play with the same for three other guys, like how do you do that?
2: So we change it every year. And then this year I set up, I was the director of competition this year. Uh, one of my other friends, Chris, was the director of food, so he had to figure out food, and everybody else figures our stuff out. So we did a uh, kind of a Ryder Cup thing. We had we we played Vegas, Chris, your favorite game. Nice. We had Vegas as one of our games. We had uh, team matches. We had high low. We had all- we we played all kinds of different games. We kept track of it, and uh, th- this is going to sound weird, but our teams were Team China against the world. So there are four. <laughs> Four Chinese American guys, so that was that was Team China. That makes sense. And then the world was uh, Rick, who's white. uh, I'm not sure what his ethnicity is. Um, Chris, who's Japanese. uh, Jesse, who's Mexican American, and uh, Gary, who's black. So that was that was that was Team World, and we played Team World against Team China, and unfortunately, Team World won. Uh, but I, I think I might change it because we're a communist country, so we could just fix it and uh, have it to ourselves. <laughs> but so uh, that's what we did. It was just a blast, and 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 it, we we used handicaps, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, it was great. It was super fun. So everybody got to play with each other. Everybody, you know, had different foursomes, and we moved around. And then we had a couple rounds. I uh, like we played a preserve that we just played as an eight sum because for preserve you could play at eight sum. So, that's yeah. that's sick
0: so when you guys play matches do you have like specific so like, app that you use while you're on trips or how do you ca- like keep track of it all
2: so that's a great question because yesterday i was playing and uh this guy that we played with works for 18 birdies and he told me that you could have a whole tracking thing on there i was like oh my gosh i wish i would have known this last week because i would have you know <laughs> used that app so no we didn't we just kept score we kept track of it and uh and we, we did it to where, uh, even though we played Vegas, it was it wasn't about the point. It was whoever had the most points got a point. So gotcha. basically the, the ending and ended up It being, wasn't a dollar amount. It was no, whoever but, had the basically the lowest score at the, the end got the point. So we did, and we, 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 we did, a, if you ever watch Chase and Scratch the pod, we did a thing where everybody put in 50 bucks and whoever won got to go to the pro shop and buy something for 50 bucks. Nice. So, so that, w- that was really fun. That was, that, was, that was a good way to do it. Instead of handing over cash, you got merch. So it was cool. I like that. So I got a question. So since you've
0: been, so what, how many guys have you, which guys have you been going to, to band in with the longest?
2: Uh, so Tony and I have been going the longest and Tony, he's, he's an old friend that, you know, we've played golf together. We, we started playing, we met playing softball of all things. Um, and, uh, we played a lot of golf. We, we actually played, played so much golf one year when we were in band and we said, we have to find something that's going to signify our match. Cause we play all the time against each other. Um, and when we were in the band pro shop, we found a trophy, and I should go get that trophy. But this trophy that says "band," it's a cup that says "Bandon Dunes" on it. So what we would do is every time we play a match, we would uh, have a little card in the in the cup, and we would have to write down who won, and we would ex- keep exchanging the cup. Um, that oh, the man. cup is seen; it's where it's, it's in my room. I'll go get it maybe, but uh, it's it's super cool. And um, so Tony and I have been going long. We 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 are. Two guys have been going the longest, and then uh, this latest crew has have been going the last five years together. Um, but I, I mean, Tony and I went, I guess, eighteen years ago, twenty years ago, something like that. So we've been going on and off since then.
0: So the municipals have a very similar thing. So on our second SoCal trip, we had a ball marker made uh, between me, Ashton, producer Jack, and our buddy Chris Hussey. And so we, Chris he is known for yelling for right? Because that's his miss if he's going to miss anywhere. So we, we had that thrown on the ball marker. We had, you know, very California-esque things, you know, stamped on there. And so now it's our little memento of whenever we play matches together. You know, if it's me and just Ashton or if it's, you know, Ashton and Chris or all three of us or, and Jack, of course, um, you know, we rotate it around to all four of us to whoever you know scores the lowest every time we
2: play so yeah it, I, I it's I always with, fun to have that i played with chris yesterday and he pulled out the ball markers so i was like Oh damn! You got it now, huh? Because last time I played with you, Ashton,
1: you had it. So yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Don't rub it in. Chris has never owned it. I've never had
0: it. It's never been in my possession. So
1: well, the thing with you, Chris, is like, you'll, no offense, man, but if for you ever get that thing, you need to get more than an hour of sleep. You need to like, need to, like, get a good night's rest and not like it's just. There's so much with playing golf. there's so much. Five a.m. like morning, man. And it's like. Oh, hey man i i didn't sleep at all i'm gonna need you to drive uh I, i'm it's gonna be interesting and like i told you that of course we get to dark horse and chris and i are partners if I can, like he blows it off the planet he's like he's like on number number two it's like 8 a was like god come here for that hot dog i'm like how the hell did i get you <laughs> nine holes like the guy who doesn't sleep driving his car doesn't and we
0: still we still car. won that night so we did half asleep me still beat Jack and Chris so I'm the hot
2: dog did it the hot dog did it man the hot yeah. dog it's all about the hot dog yeah. oh,
0: it is it is always about the hot dog
1: so, so Marcus, did, did I oh sorry Chris go ahead
0: no um so my my thing was since you've been going with these guys for so long you have to have some
1: incredible
0: stories that go along with a lot of these guys so my thing is, I would love to your favorite story um with Tony since you've been going with him for the longest and then favorite story overall anytime you guys have ever been
2: so so this is the well, so okay so this is the fun reoccurring story that happens every year we go up one year we flew up there and you when you fly up there you fly up the Coos Bay and Coos Bay is about 45 minutes out
0: which also has a really fun golf course that's family owned yeah.
2: yeah and we haven't played there cuz and there's a course in Bandon, too called the Crossings, and that's a whole nother story. But um, so we were there, and this is a kind of a, for adult uh, audiences, by the way. But uh, so <laughs> we're up there, and uh, I'm not going to name names, but and we're we decided just to stay in Coos Bay. When we get there, we get there because we got there late. We're going to stay in Coos Bay at this. The, one of the shittiest hotels I've ever stayed in and I've stayed in city hotels in in uh, in developing countries and this was one of the worst I've ever stayed in in my life. I will say so, there's not a lot in Coospe. Bay. There's not. It's a former logging town. there's no more log logging yeah. company. I think there's one left um, and it's 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 a rough place I mean it's got its character. Yes. Um, so a few of the guys decide to go and spend some time. At the Coos Bay, you got it. Strip club. So, <laughs> oh no! So, The uh, old logging just, town strip just, club. I, okay. I would love to. Right. I, I would. Lo- I would love to know what's going through your head right now. Coos Bay strip club. I'm right just in thinking that. logging town
0: and like what could come of that with the. uh so, you, you know I.
2: Yeah, so I'm not going to tell you like stories about being in a trip because I don't really want to go there, and I don't want this guys to get in trouble. But it's it's great because it's a reoccurring story that everybody. And I, I got to figure out what it's called. Banned. It's called. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's called some funky name, of course. And it comes up in every trip, and it's like, oh, are we going to go up there? I'm like, hell. And I'll tell you. I didn't go because I was just so tired that I was just like, I'm just going to stay here and sleep. And they came back and it was just pretty classic. Um, so that's the funny story. Uh, the cool story is that uh, a friend of mine who um, who passed away a few years ago, unfortunately, at a really young age of 50 something, uh, went up with us on the trip and uh, and he was a golfer, but he was actually a tennis pro. And, uh, but he wanted to go up there to see what it was about. And uh, he went up there and he had the time of his life. And I would say that uh, I was just so happy that Ricky, his name's Ricky, was able to go on that trip with us because uh, that's what the trip was really about. It's about friends. It's about the golf for sure, but it's about going with people you care about. And, uh, and uh, that's one of the uh, you know, great kind of heartwarming parts of the trip that um, throughout all these years. Um, and selfishly, my, my highlight is that on the, what hole is it? One, two, it's the whole, the first hole along the ocean. I think it's four, I wanna say. Um, I had a blind, t- I had a blind second shot cause I had pulled my driver cause I didn't want to go into the ocean and hit a six iron and uh, hold out for, for Eagle for, from a six iron from like 185 yards. So it was, it was crazy. Wow. So, um, but then there's endless stories about being in weather and 40 mile an hour winds and have full rain gear on. I mean, that's just the great part, part about Bandon. Um, endless trips every year. This year we played Sheep, and uh, it was—I had—we were on a 160-yard par—the sixteenth, par th- the, the 16th part 160-yard uh, hit four iron, and I was 30 yards short. Um, that's, not that's that I hit only, three, but that—that—that that, that was a—that was a hard win.
0: That's the only course I've had the privilege to play, and. Yeah. I, you know, I was lucky enough to play it the first week it was open when, when we were driving back from when we were staying in Portland during COVID all the way, you know, back down. And it was, I just got very lucky, just called over and they had a, you know, a slot for a single and popped over, you know, got to play it right, you know, right at twilight. So I got to see the sunset over seventeen eighteen. 18. And oh, man, I mean, it was... It, to this day, it feels like a dream. It doesn't feel like I played it. Cause again, like Ashton says, I, I I'm always sleep deprived, I guess. Um, so, you know, I, this was definitely, you know, one of those times. Cause you know, I was, I was in the midst of, of moving and it was probably one of the best experiences I've ever had. And it, it still, like I said, it feels like a dream. It doesn't feel like it even, even occurred. And I, I didn't even keep score. I didn't care. I just was so enthralled with the beauty of the, of the place and, you know, how wide open it is. And, you know, Sheep Ranch isn't a huge piece of property. So you can, you know, and it's very flat, so you can kind of see the majority of the property, you know, wherever you're at. And it's, it's just beautiful. I mean, it's, uh, it's hard to explain. I didn't get to see a lot, you know, all the other properties or, you know, any of the other courses, but, just from that experience, it, it's teased me so bad that, you know, I've, I've been, you know, dreaming of getting back up there.
2: Yeah, and Sheep has the, the, the coolest range, too. Did you go to the range when you were there, Chris?
0: No, I literally pulled up 20 minutes before our tea time, you know, <laughs> went, went right out onto the course yeah. and played. So I it's didn't get of, to really check yeah. anything out.
2: It's the only course with its own range, So uh, because it's a little farther away than other courses. Yeah. And it's just enclosed, and it feels super cool. Um, and it's just an awesome little range, and not—it's not even little; it's huge compared to anywhere else. And the logo is sick. They killed oh. it with that logo. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I love their logo and the ghost tree. That's that, those are the two logos I love. The yeah,
0: most. I mean, Sheep Branch's logo kind of reminds me of Goat Hill too, and Sandy. it's just—it's yeah. very simplistic. There's there's not a lot to it, but it's just like, you know, that simple, you know, sheep logo. It's just perfect. Yeah. No, for sure. So favorite, okay, Ash, go for it.
1: Sorry. Yeah. No. I, I was gonna say. So I think one thing that I specifically don't want to do on this podcast, is I've listened and I, I'm signing up for it, but like they talk a bunch about holes and like I've never played there. I mean, I've seen these videos, but I don't know. So I'm more curious for you, kind of in just like layman's terms, like ranking your courses and maybe saying why. You know, like we've I've heard the knowing up. You know, Randy loves sort of the vibe of. I mean, we all have our different reasons for liking courses. So I just be curious for you to. I mean, with the acknowledgement, they're all amazing, right? But like, yeah. which ones resonate? with you and kind of in which order
0: and that's where i was going next yeah.
2: to oh, yeah some some yeah you guys are just like in tune so i would say this. first of all i would say it changes all the time because every time i go up like when i first played trails i was like oh it's an inland course Oh, this is but oh my gosh trails is phenomenal
0: and it's don't just, they? they're constantly having architects out there and kind of adjusting a lot of the courses too
2: well, in Corn Crenshaw, I mean, all, all, all the architects have gone out there multiple times and changed the course. Like for instance, the 14th hole at at um, Trails is this downhill 325 yard par four that uh, when it first opened, you couldn't even hit the green uh, with a 70 yard shot because it was it would bounce off and go off the side. They've moved things around. Um, I finally. Made a par there because I almost drove the green and uh, I was just like four feet off the green and it was great. Um, but I, I think you, they, I, you guys saw it. I'm laying up on 14th tee box. There's the the best bench in the on the property because it overlooks everything and you could just sit there and you know it'd be amazing. So going back to the courses, it changes a lot, you know, and and um, you know clearly when i first played bandon it was bandon and when every course was uh, developed um it's, it's a new kind of love right and if you take one of those courses by themselves it would be one of the best courses you ever played so it's it, that that's the hard thing so ranking them is hard but um just because i just played it sheep blew me away it was just Awesome. It was just, it just, it was a cool experience. They have these infinity greens where you feel like you're going to go off the edge. Um, the first hole is uh, it, it's, it's it's um, it, it shares another green with, uh, oh my gosh, it's the six uh, 16th hole. Yeah. 16 and, and 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 two I think share the same green. I'm probably getting it wrong, but you know, stuff like that, I love because when you go play in like Scotland and things, you know, you have blind shots, you have all these things and sheep has a little bit of everything. Um, and depending on the wind, you know, you could just eat you up. Um, and, uh, and, and you don't keep score and it's okay to do that. Just play match play. Um, so I just love that. So I, I would say that, you know, right now, I just think so highly of sheep. I was super impressed. Um, and then i guess you know it's I got, it's just a hard thing i i i am I, um, I love trails so i'm gonna go trails next uh trails is just a phenomenal course it's just such a great layout um it's a hard course uh, but it's a fair course and i think that if anybody if you ever go up to Bandon, it's about playing the right t boxes um i used to think oh i'm gonna be you know mr Stud golfer and always play the back tees, and I would just always suffer. And then we moved up one year, and it was just like, oh, this is really fun, and you could actually score, and it was like all these different things. Um, and then I think I would uh, go with Pacific. Uh, Pacific is just special. Um, it's a it's a really cool quirky course. Um, it makes you hit every shot. You play it off of you know punch bowls. You do all these things. Um, there's so many holes you could play in different ways uh and you have the ocean clearly um and then and then i'm gonna go with uh and i'm gonna say Bandon dunes i mean it's the og so you can't you know go wrong with that uh and i'm gonna put old last but the thing is it's like Old MacDonald is a, a, a super fun course. I love Old MacDonald um, with the ghost tree, with everything and the history behind it. Um, but then if you take the preserve, a 13 hole part three course on its own, if you put that here in California, you know it, it would be one of the busiest courses anywhere because it's just, um, they have a 60 yard hole there and it's awesome it's it's a punch bowl you hit over a little dune it's the funnest thing in the world i mean and then the 18th hole you can hit with a putter it's a it's a super cool you guys probably seen that on online somewhere um but yeah i I hate to rank them and 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 if you talk to me next year i'll probably change you know so or if you talk to me in in a week i'll probably change so um they're just all amazing and i would say if you can Play them all if you go visit bandon and just just do it right um play every course you know punish yourself with 36 a day um we've we've got a good um recipe for our, our order of courses that we do because we're yeah, old we tell so we're, we're all we're all we're all Well, not all of us, but most of us are over 50. So, and we're walking because you can't, you have to walk. And uh, so we have this uh, kind of way of, of the courses that we play and the order so we don't get too tired.
1: Well, what's the order? Cause also I'm going with my dad who's 55. So I gotta, yeah. I, oh my gosh, your dad's 55.
2: Oh my gosh, your dad's, I'm 54. September,
1: oh sept- September 11th, 1965.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, can your, I can be your dad too. Uh, anyway, so. Well I, was gonna,
1: well, I was gonna joke. You said your first year was 99, I was seven. <laughs> yeah at least i
0: was a little older than that so
2: <laughs> yeah uh, yeah 65 born 67 so there you go um <laughs> so the order this year is, is that this is what we did so sunday we get there like i said we go to tony's and then we go so this is um this is, so their practice facility is world-class and they have two ranges basically. Um, when you're on the, I think it's the uh, one side, I, I, I call it the left and right because there's this gargantuan putting room. When it's on the left side and it's open, the right side uh, driving range is actually, uh, you can use it and it's called Shorties, and it's a nine hole course that you could just go out and play and you could put some money in a donation box there and it gets donated to, I think, Junior Golf or something like that. Okay. And, um, Take a couple clubs and you go out and play out there, um, and you can do that. So we do that. We did that on Sunday. That's how we we start off our trip. Hit some balls, play shorties. You know, if it's nice, cruising. You no, know. what's that?
1: I kind of cruise into the trip.
2: Yeah. So we take our time, um, and then on Monday, what we did this show, we played abandoned trails first because that's the hardest course to walk. Um, so we played trails, and then we played abandoned dunes in the afternoon. So we played 36 on Monday. What a day. Okay abandoned dunes uh it's not the easiest walk but it's a flatter walk so it's not as bad trails has just got a lot of hills and it's a challenging walk it's a good walk um and then the second day we uh the second day we played um sheep and uh <clears throat> We chose to only play 18 holes the second day, um, kind of take a rest day. And then in the afternoon, we went to what's called the Punch Bowl, which is the 18-hole putting course, which is just awesome. You could spend hours there. They have a little shack, like a bar. You can just drink. You see guys, groups of 20 going out there and and having money games. And uh, it's just phenomenal. So that's another thing that you should do when you're there. Go play the Punch Bowl and just have fun. That's um, on the Pacific Dunes side. and then on wednesday we went and played um hack in the morning and then we went and played the preserve in the afternoon okay. and uh so that was awesome and we took literally three hours to play 13 holes because on a part three course because we played as an eight sum and they have a bar there too so you can stop and get a drink and have whatever drink you want
1: and just have a great time so to be clear um, marcus you want people to know you're not a slow player
2: Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> and we could talk to
1: Fabian about that. But
2: uh, oh,
1: he is gonna love that one. Gonna... <laughs> Fabian, Kevin oh. Na, Aguilar.
2: Yeah, I, I, I like playing three and a half rounds, so that's that that that's my wheelhouse. Uh. Which,
0: which I've witnessed. Uh, we, me and Ash, pull, and actually our buddy Hussy, pulled up to Sharp Park one time. And Marcus is finishing 18 and our tee time was at 830. And so Marcus easily had to have gone out there at six, probably played two holes in the dark and finished in two and a half hours by himself.
2: Yeah. And actually that day I only played nine, but I teed off at seven 15 and I was done by eight 30 for nine holes. So yeah, it's yeah. I don't. Yeah. There's no reason to play slow. No reason at all. So,
0: <laughs> so we're all then- about that.
2: Yeah, and then Thursday we played uh, Old McDonald in the morning, and uh, and uh, loved that. And then we played um, uh, we played Sheep again in the afternoon. So we got in all the courses, and uh, and then Friday we hung out. We and we 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 took a picture with Shu, who is the uh, director of uh, Happiness there, Outside Happiness.
1: Oh yeah, I saw him on the Knowing Up video. I heard he everybody needs opening.
2: Ear. He's a phenomenal human being. Um, he remembers our names. He uh, he he treats us like you know we're VIPs, and we're nothing close to VIPs, um, but super nice. If you ever go to Bandit, introduce yourself to Shoe, and um, he will treat you like a VIP. He's it's just that's just one of the great people at at, at the course. So um, definitely. So that's a. And then Friday we go to. So, and then Friday, we um, go to every pro shop and just kind of buy everything. and then See, that would then, be my problem. That's where I'm going to get in trouble with my wife. Oh, my gosh. It's just, it's insane. And this year, uh, we finished the trip by going to the Labyrinth, which is this labyrinth that's uh, on the course. Because there's all these hiking trails. And the Labyrinth is um, this, uh, it's a labyrinth. And it's, it's, um. It's uh, copied off of a cathedral somewhere in Europe, I think, or something like that. But it's dedicated to Howard McKee, who was one of the original um, uh, developers of Bandon. And if you watch uh, NLU's video, uh, they talk about Howard McKee. And Kaiser talks about Howard McKee, who mm-hmm. got all the permits to build Bandon. And he was the kind of local guy there. Um, there's McKee's pub at Bandon, um, which is at the Bandon uh, Dunes Golf Course. But yeah. Um, I, that, another thing, highly recommend, finish your trip on that because you walk in about three or 400 yards into the woods and there's this labyrinth that's probably, it'll take you like 10 minutes to walk through, um, but it's peaceful, it's beautiful, and it kind of just makes you realize why it's such a special place. So definitely, Ashton, you and your dad, should go walk the labyrinth and uh, go do it. It's, it's, it's super, super cool.
1: Cool. Yeah. I mean, I I think this is selfish because I mean, the whole one big thing is like thinking about planning the trip is I think, you know, you having such a blueprint, I think for a lot of our listeners too, I know Bandon has got to be something aspirational, but it feels I mean, I've heard the customer service is amazing. I've heard they help you, but like, you know, even though I want like my first time, I want to do it right. So I think this is all really helpful nuggets. I'm also curious, Marcus, one thing that you've said when I've asked you before, um, another little tidbit that you shared with me is, I know people feel, Chris might feel, actually feel differently. Um, you tell people to stay on property. Why is that?
2: So because you don't have to, well, I, the, the, the reason is you don't have to leave. Um, you could stay on property they do such a great job. You, you could park your car and never get in your car for a week if you stay for a week. Um, they shuttle you everywhere. The food's there. You know, non-COVID times, they have a restaurant at every course. Uh, they have a they have a cigar bar. They have all these different things to do there. And um, you just don't have to leave. And nothing against Bandin itself, the area, because there's lots of stuff to do if you want to go mm-hmm. do it. But um, there's so many things to experience on the at the resort um that there's really no reason to leave uh, but i only thing i would say is go into town and go to tony's this isn't a pitch for him uh, the, for the restaurant but it's just a great place to go and yeah and see a little bit of what Bandon is um there's a couple restaurants in Bandon. there's a we had a good pizza place when we went um but uh last week but uh it's just you can when you're there and you're on the at the resort you don't have to leave and it just makes it so nice there's so much to do there and and you could,
1: a, it sounds you can really unplug
2: totally and the and and the wi-fi sucks so or the, the cell service sucks so Good. it helps it helps with the idea of um yeah yeah unplug enjoy yourself um enjoy your the friends you go with or you know as, as you're talking about go with your dad and just enjoy i mean you can go for hikes and go anywhere and you can walk all over the place. There's so many things to do there. And And it uh,
0: seems uh, Bandon is, you know, comparatively to, you know, places like, you know, Streamsong and Pinehurst and, you know, some of these other big resorts that we know of, it's a a lot more affordable uh, because like you were saying, when you go in March, it's 120, 140 bucks to play. And then if you play second round, they cut it in half, third round, it's free. You know, I, I've never heard that, you know, at Pinehurst or Streamsong in just a one round at Pinehurst at one of, you know, the courses that aren't necessarily the name, you know, the ones that people go out there to play are still close to 200 plus. If you want to play Pinehurst number two, I've heard it's like, you know, the price yeah, it's $500. It's more than going to play Sawgrass or Pebble Beach.
2: Yeah, and you play Banyan. and if you think about it, you've got five courses. I, I want to say, uh, yeah, you could fact-check this one, but I think all five courses are in the top 50 public courses in, in America. I mean, in one place, it's just ridiculous. And then you have the preserve, which is phenomenal and stuff. And yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's I, I had to say affordable, but it is affordable. But, if, if you, you know, for under
0: $1,000 for a three- or four-day trip, you could make that happen.
2: Yeah, so for we, we we go from uh Sunday to Friday. Um and it was about a two thousand dollar trip. Okay. With golf, food, lodging, rent a car, all that. So that's a pretty darn good deal. Yeah, <laughs> in that in you know, that still might be
0: out of the range of some of our listeners, you know, like sure. we we talk about some of our SoCal trips, you know, costing us between six You know, six to seven hundred and fifty dollars with rental car and everything, but that's also playing. You know, not the the highest ranked or top notch courses throughout the. You know, where most of them are very local public courses that we play. These are all, you know, like you just said, top fifty golf courses ranked. You know, you know, worldwide, and two grand if you really are trying to save up and plan a really you know amazing experience. I think that is extremely affordable i mean yeah you, i mean you're doing pinehurst you're you're tripling that
2: yeah i'm a school administrator so i'm not making any money so uh, yeah <laughs> so so i i i save every year and this is my trip and this is what i do and it's just kind of like what i mean and yes it's it's not affordable everybody but i would say that um you could cut it down if you just don't play all the courses and you make it a two or three day trip and and you kind of go back and forth and you know a couple of our friends you know Kanan and uh, Aaron they went up because they visited someone there and they only I think they played three courses um, but yeah you could do it you know cheaper. Um, we just choose to do it because this is like an annual thing. And, yeah. and we're all yeah, yeah. We're at an age where we can afford it and it's okay. And um, and when I was younger, it was like, yeah, we would try and do everything we could to cut costs. Um, I'm
0: sure you could get an Airbnb and like, you know, split it between eight guys yep. and, and really yep. make it, you know, cut the costs as much as you can pack your own lunches. When you go to play every day, save the money at eating at the resort. I mean, there are ways yep. to do it and the For golf sure. is your main expense. Yep there you know you can make it happen uh and yeah. you know as long as you you cut course but like you said when you get to a you know a level in your life where you can go and enjoy yourself and not worry about it why why not
2: yeah i'm almost playing the senior division in tournaments so you know we're, we're <laughs> i got i got one more year 55 you're, you're almost at a mid am. yeah
1: See, the funny thing for my dad is I've talked about him before, but he sort of lost some of his golf pump because he, he feels like he can't putt very well, but he actually is getting his golf pump back because he's in the senior division. Cause like my dad's like very, very fit and like hits it pretty long for, you know, for what's labeled as like, you know, a senior, but now he's excited. He's like, shit, put me up, you know, two tees up and like, let's go, let's go, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's been like really hyped and he's actually like you know been practicing a lot to try to qualify for you know like senior stuff which is it's just nice to see him cuz like we sort of had this inverse relationship where it's like he's cared about golf most of my life and he's like because you know, I told I've talked about before. Like they go on a trip called like the Ross, where they go play a different Donald Ross track. Oh nice. than This for thirty years. And as a kid, you know, I wasn't gonna ask who Donald Ross is. I'm like, cool man. I'm gonna <laughs> go watch. I'm gonna go watch LeBron on the Heat and eat cereal. I and mean, that's what I was <laughs> doing. But now, you know, I'm like, oh my god! Like the idea of this is so. But now I'm trying to get the pump back, and I'm I'm really hoping that the vibes you've talked about on dandon because my dad is very much like a go, wants to walk, wants to play fast, wants to be disconnected. I'm actually hoping that the Bandon triple like put a lot of like wind in his sails, Yeah. Um, cause it yeah. just sounds like exactly what I mean, he's like, a true golfer. And I think that it'll really resonate with him. <clears throat>
2: yeah. He he's going to love it. And I would say this, Ashton, this is something, I mean, I always get asked, um, when I talk to people Bandon, they talk, should I take a caddy? So banding has oh. one of the best caddy programs I've ever seen. Um, I've only, t- the only time I took caddies is my first year and I haven't taken caddies since because I just, I think I know the courses and things like that. Um, and they have great caddies. Uh, they do a really good job. Although Aaron and, and Kenan said they didn't have a good caddy. So I don't, but everybody I've talked to, they have, you know, the caddies are really good. Um, and uh, they take pride in that. Um, and uh, I would say that, for your first time, it's it's kind of worth taking one caddy and having them double loop for you and, and enjoying that. Um, if you don't take a caddy, they have these; uh, they're called um, rickshaw carts, where they have those big wheels, um, and they're really easy to move around because there's no cart pass at Bandon So you if oh, you're, you're 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 um, you're pulling your cart, you know, on grass or or fescue or or on sand. Um, so there's so your door. normal
0: push cart probably doesn't work that well.
2: Yeah. I mean, I see a lot of this, this, this past time we went um, was the first time I saw a lot of people with them. Cause I think they probably drove down from Portland or from you know, parts in Oregon. Um, but there's parts, especially at places like Pacific that uh, walking from, you know, there's stairs. So if you've got yeah. a, you know, I, I use a click gear all the time. If I had my clicker, I'd be like cursing the whole time because going up those stairs and sand would not work but when you have the uh rickshaw with the big old wheels it's really easy to carry up the uh yeah
1: stairs. So. so you would say first time like my dad not like share a caddy like something like that
2: yeah i would say take a caddy i think it's a hundred and i think it's a hundred bucks and again i think the going rate is 120 with tip uh per round you know um but they're really knowledgeable um, do a little research before you go, get some recs as far as what
1: caddies to take. What's the guy Tron loves? Skunks? Oh, squid, squid. Squid,
2: yeah, squid,
1: squid. I, yeah. I bet because of no laying up, squid's probably booked out till like 2040. <laughs> yeah, When <yeah. laughs> I mean, those videos are getting 120,000 views and the one caddy's name is mentioned.
2: Yeah, exactly. You can try. So, but I would say that, you know, Nine times out of ten, from what I've heard, as far as caddies, you, you really—they're really good caddies. They're solid. Yeah. So, yeah. So, cool. what I
0: would really like to know, so ha- has the, the actual atmosphere or, um, you know, the place changed over the years? You know, because it has become more popular. When it first came out, I don't think it a lot of people knew about it. It was kind of the hidden gem you know, in Southern Oregon, right on the coast. And, you know, over, I would say the last five or six years because of, you know, social media and a lot of these people like NLU going out there and, you know, creating this content about it. Have you seen, you know, a change of vibes out there or kind of, you know, know, the actual atmosphere?
2: Uh, Yeah, definitely it's changed. You see a lot of really big groups. I mean, groups of twenty are not—you know—they're—they're—they're they're, they're kind of normal there. So there's these huge groups. Um, not that that's a bad thing. It's just it's different. You know, um, when we went up as eight, it was usually like that was a lot of people. But now eight is kind of like of the norm. Um, you do see singles who go up there and things. It's—it's um, it's a place. Um, It's got like this. This is the first time I noticed that it was really crowded. I never felt that in the past as as far as it being so crowded. So it's gotten a lot more crowded. Um, But rounds are always in like the four-hour, four-and-a-half-hour round range. You know, it's never slow out there. Um, Rarely do you ever deal with any kind of like really, really slow players. Um, So that's nice as well. Um, But the vibe is still, I mean, people... You know, you still have to, you know, it takes some effort to go there. So people go there and it's it, it, and I wouldn't say it's like a I mean, I've been to Pinehurst. I played number two. I've done all that stuff. Um, it's not like that. It doesn't feel like a resort. That's why, you know, earlier I said, you know, it's really hard for me to even call it a resort. Um, so and plus everything that goes along with it. Um, you know, as far as how it's situated, and you know, like the clubhouse is not out on the water. Like if you ever listen to David McKay Kid, he's like, we're not putting that out there. So, and uh, all the places where you stay are kind of in a little bit. Um, so the vibe has, has changed, but I still think it's got its uh, it's got its heart, and it's um, you know, everything about what you know Kaiser wanted, it's 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 still there. So, which is really great.
1: Yeah, that's awesome, Chris. Anything else you can think of?
0: yeah um i mean i had one more basically it was so i mean you you pretty much touched on it secrets to planning bandon trips so you know kind of what you you touched upon was you almost want to plan it a year out
2: yeah and i would say that you want to you want to do as much planning as you can beforehand um and as early as you can and i would say i'll tell you that the people at bandon are super super accommodating so if like ashton if you call and say hey uh my dad and i want to come play these are the dates you know these are the courses so forth and so on they will basically tell you everything and set you up um and take care of you um it's it's 100 customer service um the earlier you can start planning the better um they do take a deposit down which is fine and you could get that deposit back i think it's i don't know what the days is maybe 30 days or whatever um but uh but yeah plan ahead i mean i don't know if they're going to be building any more courses when we were there they're building more um places to stay they got a whole new building going up by the trails but um i'm not sure if they're building more courses but um it's you know it's everything's there plan early um get in touch with them you know um and uh and, and 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 look at so I've had I've had friends who have gone in November, I've had friends who have gone in the summer, I've had friends like we go in March, and every time of year, you never know what's gonna happen. In the summer, you know, I don't know if you watch the USAM, it was in the summer and they had forty mile an hour winds and it was brutal. Just right? yeah. yeah. And in the summer, that's what happens to them. It might be nice out and the weather, the temperature might be good, but that's when the winds pick up. Um yeah. in November my friends just went last November, and sixty degrees, no wind, and it was perfect. You know, and, we went. And that's a hint I got
0: when I played Sheep Ranch, because uh, I asked them, you know, what what would you recommend best time, you know, to come out? And they said best rates, best weather, best everything are November.
2: Yeah, and we and and, and the second best is probably March because of the rates are a little bit. Uh, uh, just a little bit more expensive, but cheaper than summer. Um, and you know, the week we were there a, a week ago, we had one day where we wore polos only, which was crazy because we were like, oh, it's sunny out, we don't need to have layers on. And uh, the only thing that really got us was the wind one day. But other than that, um, we got a little bit of rain. Um, but when you have decent rain gear, um, you're fine. Um, don't bring an umbrella because their umbrella is useless there.
0: Uh, I'm <laughs> sure the gonna, wind just makes it a hassle.
2: It's just going to blow away. Um, if you can get some decent rain gear, uh, you know, uh, bring lots of golf balls. Um, actually, but actually you don't, you don't lose a lot of golf balls. Um, it's very friendly in that sense. I mean, I don't know what your experience was, Chris, at Sheep, but there's really not, it's so open that you don't have, a, unless you're hitting into the ocean, but, um,
0: and even the fescue is kind of off to the, you know, off the beaten path where you don't really end up dealing with it too much.
2: Yeah. You I know? always bring I always bring a bunch of balls and I end up not, I use any like one ball around. So yeah. Yeah.
1: See, see, when I play, there are fans, and so the fans knock the ball back, <laughs> they knock the ball back into play and also find it for me, so I'm, I'm good. <laughs> the, 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 I'm not ghost, not the ghost of Tyler Scarfacci's grandfather is just going to grab my ball and pluck it, you know, right on the green. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you guys know Tyler Scarfacci's grandfather plays <laughs> golf? Do you guys know that? Do you guys know that? Have you, have you heard that before? <laughs> have you also heard that Tokyo really likes golf? Do you know that? <laughs> yeah. Stuff I didn't know. They like golf in Japan? Yeah. yeah.
0: crazy. Well, I just found out Kevin Na is Japanese and not Korean, according to. Uh, according what? to yeah, no, you didn't no, see that. No, yeah. but they, they said
1: that someone. No, you, no, you misinterpreted the chat. J- J- Jack thought that the, the Jack thought that the guy on Golf Channel was saying that Kevin Na is Japanese, but then oh. that's not what he said. <laughs> Granted, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised.
0: I wouldn't put I it past them. I, you know, that's why I kind of just glanced past the conversation and no. didn't question it. Cause I was like, hey, I mean, I, that, that I makes mean, I, sense I was with, to, uh, I was with the to, crazy white media.
1: Yeah. I was listening to, yeah. to pardon the interruption, which, you know, is a little bit hot takey. And they were talking about the impact on golf. Again, Wilbon is some stuff he's great about, but he was saying that talking about the, um, the driving ranges in Tokyo will because he's like, there's no golf courses in Tokyo. And I was like, that is, I know that's a city. There's no way that's true. Like, it's just, it's so crazy. It's like all these people are just like, Hideki's from Japan and now we're just going to start saying all this random stuff that is like, I mean, you guys, I've have have been to Tokyo. Tokyo's like 20 times bigger than New York. I'm pretty sure there's a golf course somewhere. I don't know. It's nuts.
0: Well, I mean, they do play the Zozo out there, so I don't know. what.
2: And they're having this thing called the Olympics there. This summer. Yeah,
0: and there's, <laughs> they're playing golf in the Olympics, so... I I don't know how much I'll tell you all I want
1: the narrative I'm going to put out there and hope that I'm right there's been so much content about oh my god Hideki's champion center omakase style I want Hideki to be like I want a motherfucking cheeseburger and fries like all these white people are like oh my god It's gonna be the best omakase. It's like I kind of get the vibe that Hideki like pounds beers and like eats cheeseburgers. Like I want a bacon cheeseburger from Hideki. He's a
0: big boy. He he is not just pounding. Did you see the
1: am pictures versus now? I'm like Hideki's head is like twice as big as it was.
0: Yeah, you know Hideki's gonna have big ass wagyu steaks and and you know the the whole nine yards and everything there. So
2: yeah, I, I love that they all went to like oh there's gonna be sushi. I go well oh, that's not an assumption is it? <laughs> well, Tiger Tiger did Californian
0: like you know sushi when when he went and did his whole whole dinner in 2019 so
1: i still want they were talking on shotgun star one of my favorite things from last year is the the rumor that tiger really likes chilies fajitas so they were saying that tiger flew up the chef in his private jet from jupiter that his like chilies he's like no, no 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 make them this way like those like really fluffy tortillas like i just love the idea that tiger more money than god and he's like no I want Chili's fajitas at my, at my, oh, champion center. I hope horrible. that's true. I don't know if that's true. It, I hope
0: it's true because that probably disgusted all members of Augusta and the actual chefs. you know, the staff that cooks food there was probably just beside themselves and they couldn't do anything about it because it's fucking Tiger Woods.
1: <laughs> Frederick, Fred what do you think about the diversity of the menu tonight? Well, you know, we're, nothing's perfect. We're, we're making uh Let's just have Gary Player's son marketing golf balls. Oh, Finally, out there, so <laughs> uh, getting all getting all the takes out tonight.
2: Oh
0: my god! So, a okay. couple more questions for Marcus before we sign off. We, we got to so,
1: Marcus. Marcus we Marcus's bedtime, man. We I know. Gotta go I know. So oh,
0: yeah. you you did talk about playing the Dunes Course, another Kaiser course. Yeah. Out of all the the architects that have designed courses, abandoned who and where are you most excited to play next from those architects
2: great question uh i have come to fully appreciate core and crenshaw i think they are which we have one coming up north i think yeah exactly i they are phenomenal um but i just like the so i like this them as you know general course archives. I think they do. They're, they're doing amazing work. I love the quirkiness of Doke though. Cause he is just, he does weird things, you know, like two par threes in a row or stuff like that. You know, that's, yeah. that's just fun, you know? Um, and you know, if you talk about McKay kid, you, you, you can't get past that man. He was like 20 something years old and designed band and dunes. I mean, holy that's crap. Crazy. You know I mean? Like what the hell is going on there? But, um, but yeah, I, I, I think, Crenshaw, I just, I really appreciate the work that they do. I mean, it's just, man, just an amazing experience. I mean, when you guys get the chance to play trails, you'll see what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I haven't been able to experience Cor Crenshaw course yet, but from what i gather it's very similar to kind of what we experience at gill tracks where it's very natural feeling it feels like the landscape created the course and not the architect creating it and and that's something that i have grown to really love and appreciate and i think we're seeing it more and more come you know you know come into a lot of the new courses that are being built where you know a lot of people are trying to find the sandiest landscapes they possibly can to build a lot of these new courses you know in sand valley and a lot of the stuff that's popped up in wisconsin and michigan and you know the whole midwest kind of thing so i i'm kind of with you there and i'm really really excited to kind of get out and play uh the new ben you know core and Crenshaw course you know up just, you know, in Brambles. Napa Valley, Brambles. Is that what it's called? It's called yeah. Brambles? Brambles.
1: I think it's Brambles Golf on Instagram. Yeah, it is. And then, yeah, I mean, that that's, I mean, that's where, again, I just feel so, I, I just feel like I didn't know what I had. I mean, like my formative golf memories were on, you know, at the time, I think, I think Cusco opened up in 97 and its first year, it was the, it was the number 21 golf course you could play in the country. And that's like, you know, I didn't think anything of it. It's like, oh, we're just going to go out and play nine holes. And like, now I think about the golf being discovered. It's like a hundred percent, even the vibe, right. Of like, it's in a pine tree farm. It's like, they cut out the holes and then they left everything else alone. You know?
0: I mean, it's, it's the best way to go about golf. Like, like we were just talking about last week with Timber Creek, it's, you know, it is what it is with a lot of those nineties, you know, track home courses that were built and, you know, We've got a ton of them in Northern California and Southern California, and there, there's some good courses out there that are fun to play, and you can get them in affordable rates. But nothing, absolutely nothing, beats the astral fescue built built courses that are coming out, you know, as of late. Well, Marcus, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it. It was absolutely incredible to hear kind of the whole your whole take on the band and I know it got me fucking stoked to to get out there and get this trip planned. I know Ashton's getting one going with his dad, but me moving to Portland, I have no fucking excuse not to get down there and 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 get it in as much as I can. That's my dog. Sorry. Oh, I think no. it's time. I think it's
1: I think it's a party party and the- bedtime. Well see the dog the dog knew it's like dad it's 958. What are you doing? Like what what are you doing over there? Exactly. Why am <laughs> I the dog's up? name, Marcus? Uh his name's Blackie. Blackie. He used to be, used to be
2: black. And my son named him Blackie because he was black. So we just went with it. And there you <laughs> go. so we have Blackie and we have Marley. We have two dogs. There we go. Yeah. But Blackie's kind of gray now. He's not black anymore. So but so we'll call him gray. Yeah. Gray. Gray.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Marcus, but thanks a bunch, man. This was super helpful. And again, I'm gonna use this stuff when I talk to my dad or when I kind of book this trip. And and also I get to you know we also do like where are you playing. I know I'm playing with you on Sunday at the Presidio. So I will yeah. see you there.
2: Yeah. Thank you guys. Thanks for doing this. And um yeah, band, I, I just love talking about Bandit and I love talking with you guys. And-, and we
0: need to get up there with you. I if it's not with your group, you know, maybe maybe a second, you know, separate trip, you know, maybe smaller. <laughs> you know get up there i would love to be able to experience it with somebody that has had that much experience up there yeah that that would be epic
2: that would be the key.
1: yeah, yeah. That, that would be good for maybe the the like a, the week cuz i think what chris said at the ideal time is that he pointed out was the weekend before thanksgiving so we could do that even make it like literally a weekend trip before the holidays like we're gonna go sneak in you know four well, three, especially two, three rounds
0: marcus might have that off being a being an educator because usually they give you the week prior to thanksgiving off so
2: and last thing i'll say am i on there you guys am i am gonna break yeah up?
1: no you're good chris just turned into a robot right there okay
2: uh, but I'll say the last thing is that if you if you have the means and if you have the ability to do this, sometimes it's just paying attention to the weather and going, oh, shit, it's December. It's going to be nice for two days of abandon. I'm going up and just go play a couple of courses. I mean, it's actually it's worth it to do that. I mean, I've known people who have done that. They they follow the weather. And especially, Chris, when you're living in Portland, man, it's like going to Tahoe. If yeah. You know, it's going to be sunny for a couple of days or if it's going to be just decent weather, go up there and just spend a weekend there i mean you can do that now in portland but um i'm
0: so excited to kind of be back up there and being able to explore you know oregon a little more i've i've gotten to you know get through most of portland and you know northern you know part of salem all the way up to seattle i've you know probably played 30 to 40 courses up that area yeah but i i haven't really got to experience anything you know west of i-5 in oregon so yeah Got to get out there. Got to get some more banding in and, and yeah. make it a regular thing. There you go. All right, All right buddy. buddy. Thank you so much. Again, great times. Thanks for talking. Take it Peace. easy, Moose Pals. All right. Peace out. See ya.